0: Welcome back everyone to episode 3 of What's It All About podcast. Firstly, I'd like to just touch on the previous podcast and just to say I'm overwhelmed with the response that we got on there. Thanks for all the messages and the feedback. Keep it coming. Um, It's quite topical as well as today's National uh, or International Mental Health Day. Um, I just want to urge anyone really just to Keep uh, getting in touch because I got people getting in touch with me that I was quite surprised. Really, um, people that you don't realise are going through things actually are. So just keep getting around your mates. You know, building each other up. Today's guest is um, one of my good friends, Ryan. His Instagram handle is at Cruiser eighty eight C R U Z A R eighty eight. If anyone's interested in following him. If you don't already, my background with Ryan is we've uh, known each other since we we're about eleven years old through school, and we've remained friends after school, so one of my uh, closest friends, if anyone knows him already, you know that he's quite an opinionated guy, so which is why I wanted to get him on straight away as soon as possible um, t- today uh, we 're just going to sit down and talk about comfort, masculinity, and the state of Western man. So, welcome Ryan. Greetings. <laughs> um, first of all, can you just give me a bit of your background, so who you are, how you grew up, etc.
1: So, obviously we went to school together from the age of 11. Um, I initially lived the other side of the city in Erdington, obviously went to school that side of the city, um, but then moved at 11 over to your side of the city, Yardley Sheldon, um, and went to your school. Um, I was a very, very badly behaved young man at school, Um, obviously wasn't allowed into the sixth form, therefore I was an intelligent bloke, did well in my GCSEs but badly behaved so I wasn't allowed into the sixth form, therefore I commenced working, ground work for a few months after school. I then realised that I'm quite an intellectual guy, I've got a lot of opinions as you've already said um, and as you well know. Um, I'm a keen historian, so I thought to myself I need to do my A-levels, so I went in my A-levels over in Sutton, during which time I was football coaching, um, I was lifeguarding, after which time at the age of about 19 I went into the military, Uh, six months basic training, uh, very arduous, um, mentally and physically, Um, not just physically in terms of you know, exercise and being pushed in terms of being exposed to the cold, the harsh cold, uh, and being able to function in the cold, being able to keep your spirits high in the cold. Um, and basically, what you're taught in the military, in the infantry anyway, is cheerfulness in adversity, something that's massively lacking in society now. You know, you get a bit of adversity, crying your eyes out, most men now. So, obviously, I learnt a lot there, basic training, hell of a lot. I then went to Afghanistan 2010 for around six and a half months that was a tough time but a time that I learned a lot about myself um, a lot about what is good for young men or older men to kind of employ in their life and what's not Uh, also gave me a greater appreciation of life obviously for obvious reasons Um, came back I then um, did a course called Pre-Parachute Selection, which is one of the most arduous courses in the British military. So it's three weeks of hell, basically. Three events a day, events such as um, the fan dance, which the Special Forces do in Brecon. That's the last event of Pre-Parachute Selection. I passed that. Uh, again, pushed myself to um, right, really, to the end of my kind of strength, but overcame it and became stronger. Therefore. Um, After that, I left the military in 2012, went into factory work, and this was clearly not for me. Went into factory work, and not to do any disrespect to people who work in factories, well-paid job. It's great that we're making stuff in Britain, in the Midlands, but it absolutely wasn't for me. Too many men earned good money that felt hard done by, that had never been pushed in their life. All they did was complain and whinge and moan. Um, I found that very difficult to be around. Uh, also, the, the whole concept of being inside, doing the same thing over and over again—I struggled to do something where I'm not being pushed. So, I lasted that out for two years. Again, coming back to you know, kind of my keen interest in history, my keen interest in politics, and learning in general. I um, enrolled at university. Three-year degree, history degree. Absolutely loved it. Um, during which time, I started working with young people, um, with kids in care, basically kids that have had a very hard time, that are very extremely challenging, extremely challenging young people. Um, and I absolutely loved it, and I still love it now because I'm pushed every day, and anything that was lacking, maybe in my upbringing, I'm aware of. So I try and employ it with these young people, try and foster some resilience in them. That's the main thing that I try and do. Because we've got this snowflake generation, you give them a push, they're either crying or they're assaulting you. Can't take any criticism, so I'm constantly, like our relationship, banter back and forth, it's made Mm -hmm. us resilient, Mm -hmm. trying to make these young people resilient. So I'm still doing that, and yeah, that's me basically.
0: Okay, thanks for that. So today... I know we've got we we could go off and speak for hours about many different subjects, but I kind of just want to keep it within the confines of uh, comforts of being comfortable, yep. uh, the state of Western man, okay, um, and also masculinity. So all, all three intertwine. I know it's something you're quite passionate about already. Yeah. Um, so first of all, comfort. We. We're brought up nowadays in this generation. Everything leads toward comfort. So we're told, you know, get this nicer car, the faster car, the warmer, this, the the softer that, this, that and the other. Why is that a bad thing? Or is it a bad thing?
1: Well, for me, I think the beginning of comfort for a man when it sets in is the death of a man. Um, perhaps to go back into the to the, to to link it to the state of Western man, I would have to go back a little bit and say that Western man Western man, let's say British will go with us. We're the people that fought in two world wars, you know, we're the people that charged out of the trenches and charged those machine gun posts at the Sun um to certain death, showed bravery, showed camaraderie, brotherhood, um duty. Were the people that stormed the beaches at Normandy, and then to even go further back, were the people that sailed the seven seas, conquered nations, um, settled continents. You're looking at North America. Take Canada, um, the second biggest country, second biggest country in the world, behind yeah. Russia. Canada is minus forty in the winter. The British arrived in, let's say, Quebec, Ontario, kind of area, which is on the east coast of Canada. They managed to cross the whole continent on foot, uh, cross the continent, settle the continent. Um, obviously, they they battled with the natives. They managed to put up with that cold, right? Now, we achieved all this because the whole ethos of the Western man was comfort is cancer. You don't want comfort. The Western man should be pushing himself constantly. You know, climbing mountains. You know, all, all the you you look at the world. All the achievements really in the world, and, and this may rub some people up the wrong way, but pretty much, I'd say, as much as 90% of the achievements in the world, you know, in terms of adventure, in terms of technology, basically everything, have come from the Western man. Um, and for me, that comes down to masculinity and a lack of comfort, pushing self, pushing self, pushing self. Mm-hmm. So to bring it to the modern day, as you perfectly put it, all we are preached in the media, in the schools, in the workplace, is comfort. You've got to achieve comfort. Mm-hmm.
0: How many times have you heard it? I've got everything I need now. I've got my mortgage paid off. I've got my car. I'm comfortable. Absolutely.
1: And, and I would never knock Any... anyone, you know, no. because, because good on them. You know, they've raised a the family, brilliant, mm. something that we need in the West.
0: But isn't it sad that as soon as you stop moving forward... Going backwards. There's no standing still because everything else is moving. Absolutely. I,
1: I think you know. For me personally, as soon as you you take a keen interest in comfort as a man, it, it, it is the end of you. You know, and and obviously you and you in your last episode, you talked about mental health, and I won't go into that because obviously you've already touched on that, and we don't want to go off topic too much. But men that are not pushing themselves, men that are in this comfort, this this. Um, this environment that affords some comfort and it affords some warmth and it, you know they're not pushed in any aspect of their life they've too much time to think you know they've too much time to um, analyse their life and, and they may not realise you know when they start slipping into depression or mental health or whatever it is anxiety or whatever they may not realise that for me this is this is my opinion the only way to feel at one or happy in your like we're in our comfort zone now, aren't we? are having a chat, we're enjoying ourselves, I feel happy, I feel good. Mm-hmm. Because in all my other aspects of my life I'm pushing myself so I'm stretching there. Mm-hmm. So you can you can it, it kinda links back to you can only only kinda know the highs when you've known the lows. Yeah. So in terms of comfort, mm-hmm. you can only you can only know real comfort, like mm-hmm. me and you now, we're having a cup of tea, we're having a conversation. If you 've known pushing yourself if you've known adversity it's a, there
0: is a law called the law of polarity there's a yin and yang to everything you know there's okay. a flip side there can't be one without the other
1: okay and I think um, you know look at look at the average man's life mate you, you, you get up in the morning, you have a hot shower, you wake up you've probably preset your heating in the winter you wake up it's, it's twenty one degrees in the house. how lovely how splendid. You put your slippers on, you put your dressing gown on, pop yourself in the shower, warm mm-hmm. shower, it's a miracle, you mm-hmm. know, hot water from nowhere, light from nowhere, people have no appreciation that, you know, all, not all that long ago, this, 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 is, this is amazing, we've got light in our house, I flip the switch, light comes on, yeah. I flip the, you know, my little thermostat thing, my boiler comes on, my heating comes on, my water comes on, people don't appreciate how fortunate they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, yeah, so back to the chap, yeah, he's had his shower, lovely, he jumps in his warm vehicle, drives to work. He probably has a 10-second walk from the car to his office chair. Sits at his office chair. All day he's not pushed. All he does is the same robotic um, process. process all day long. Jumps back in the whip. Home he goes. Microwave meal because he can't be asked to cook. Or the missus can't be asked to cook. Which is fair enough, each to their own. And then he sits himself in front of the, on the sofa, nice warm sofa, and he watches the master of All Deception, the television, and then he's preached again, Comfort mate, comfort, mm. don't push yourself, yeah. don't try and be excellent in anything you do. you know don't try and um, inspire your nephews. don't try and inspire your cousins or your sons. Just be this vegetative kind of guy mm-hmm. you know and just keep he's just up. a cog in the wheel. No, just going
0: along with it day after day, day after day. Now, one thing that I think is interesting: we've obviously had this explosion in technology over the last 100 years or so. Yeah, yeah? well, even more so in the last 20. Why is that? Why are we not using that to our advantage? So, it's obviously freeing up a lot of time for us, a lot of time that we haven't got to walk and collect water, or we haven't got to go down the road to the toilet, or it's freeing up a lot of time. Why, why are we just filling that time with
1: nonsense? Well, I would say big media and the education system have a great hold on most people. Not yourself and not myself. with free-thinking gents. Big media wants to keep you. Big media, big tech, all of it, you know, Old term The globalists You know The international finance Or whatever They just want to keep you A good little debt slave Who goes to work And builds their cars Mm -hmm. Comes home Gets online Spends a load of dough Online Keeps you constantly Chasing the next thing The next object That's going to make you happy Mm -hmm. No object's going to make you happy You know what I mean Only achievement And and I think Doing things for others Make you happy Mm -hmm. You know Um so, you may disagree with me slightly on things like this, but I just can't get my head around like, and, and good luck to people. You know, they need time to relax. But you know, people go to work and then they come home, and I'll say to some people, I'll say, you know, people who I know and really like, you know, I'm like, you're training at the minute. You know, you you are getting in the. Ch- I haven't the time, right? I think fair enough. Jesus. he must have a lot on his cards. No kids, no wife. Not doing anything positive, you know, as far as what I'm, I'm saying. Like, oh, you're you know, are you reading? You, you know, are you engaging in politics or learning or doing something positive? No, 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 no. But I've got no time. Are you doing the house up? No, no, no. Fair enough.
0: Got the new FIFA.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so then I go to... I'll say, what the fuck are you doing with your time? Hmm. Oh, you know, right. I flipping get to work. i a graft. Good man. So, so do we all. You know, I've just watched the whole box set of uh, of Power. Oh, good for you, mate. Oh, splendid. So, your man there is... He's is, is fat, he's is overweight, he's not cultured, he's not intellectual, he has knowledge of nothing. And now he's depressed and he's got anxiety. And I'm saying to him, fucking hell, perhaps you need to get to the gym, get some endorphins floating around your body. Maybe you need to read, because through reading, you escape from your phone, you escape from the television... You know, you're kind of at one with yourself and, and you, you're furthering yourself. I've mm-hmm. got the fucking time, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. What are you supposed to say? Like, yeah. you, can, you can only take a horse to water. Yeah.
0: People, I think people n- need to grow, but they don't know how to. Yeah. You know, they, like you said before, we're not taught this in schools because school is very much a conditioning program for the workplace. It was always set out like that. The mm. modern mm. education system as designed by the Rockefellers in the first place, yeah. was designed to create people ready for the workplace.
1: Oh.
0: So it's up to everyone really to take responsibility for their own life and start looking outside of the norm, if you like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's even... If you try and better yourself or you're doing a bit of reading or something, you're openly mocked.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. I think there's there's no instruction manual, is there, yeah. to life? Um,
0: but what there is, though, is examples. yeah There are examples of people who have done things, done extraordinary things. Why, why are we not following their model? Why are we just following the education system? Yeah, I think you've just and really. General population.
1: Yeah, you've just opened up a really interesting point. So, obviously, we're talking about comfort, masculinity, in the state of Western man. So, I can't talk about women because I'm not a woman. And we're talking about Western man, okay. So I'm not going to talk about women. So who who are held up to young people now as 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 heroes, as um, you know, people to follow? They're people like you know, uh, hip hop artists, mm-hmm. and
0: you know, or reality TV stars. Absolutely,
1: yeah. reality TV stars. And I think it's absolutely tragic, particularly reality TV stars. Was not to talk in too harsh terms, but now you're glorifying thick slags who are on television when the father's at home, the shaggy men on TV, yeah. bed to bed. How horrifying, like you know, each to their own, you know what I mean? So that's what you're pushing on the youth, yeah. You're not pushing men like Horatio Nelson, you know, great military leaders from Britain, because we're talking about a, a, an Anglo centric kind of uh, worldview here. You know the the great men that crossed the crossed the continent of Canada of North America and settled the land and went to Australia and you know absolutely remarkable mm-hmm. things. You know all like poets and writers like Rudyard Kipling. No, no, we don't want them hearing about these things. These like you say extraordinary people who fought outside the box. We want them watching TV and seeing slags jumping from bed to bed. Um, seeing men that would literally sell their soul to the devil for a few shekels mm-hmm. and a nice motor um, hip hop stars who talk about gang culture and just complete nonsense filling the kids heads with absolute nonsense um, to go back to what I said there's no instruction manual and I think you particularly and myself I think we're quite similar we've had guidance but not too much guidance so, we've been left with our own thoughts, in in many in many ways, and kind of we've made our own way. So like, you know, neither of us are robots or sheep. From from very young, I've been a thinker, like, um, but particularly maybe it's excelled massively, I'd say, massively since I left the military and I worked in a factory, and I literally sat there in the factory and I thought, Good lord, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be, yeah. and, and and I could have been but, like, but, but it's a good wage, Roy. You're getting paid, well, So, I'm, what's wrong with you? And Bergs, I'm not knocking anyone. I'm not knocking anyone, mate. <laughs> because yes, it's absolutely a good wage, and I know you're being facetious there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's a good wage, and and you can have a family from it, and and that and we should all be striving to have a family when we're ready. Obviously, you know, nice house, and that, and that's all well and good. Um, yeah, I can't really comment any further than that. It's, it's a good job, I completely mm-hmm. agree mate. But for me personally, I went in and I was filled with terror. I thought, fuck me, this is going to be my life. Mm-hmm. And I could have just sat there and been a whinging little bitch, mm-hmm. like all the geezers that I work with and been like, fucking yeah. like, you know, hell, this is shit. I thought to myself, how can I mm-hmm. move forward? How can, how can I do something positive here? How can I create a, a path for myself that might take two years? It took me two years to get myself on an even keel financially and put certain things into place. You've got to have that patience. I think you've got to have some form of a plan. You mm-hmm. know, I think you're a, a very hoc kind of guy. And, and I absolutely do, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some form of a yeah. plan. Some form of direction.
0: There, there's got to be a general... There's got to be, you've got to have a goal, haven't you? Absolutely. You know I mean? But at the same time, I don't think it's a good idea to hinge happiness on certain events happening because if they don't, yeah. that's when you can get your knockback. Yeah. But you need a goal because... you've if, you, if you're not going in a direction you're going nowhere
1: absolutely um, so, so 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 for me mate I, I started looking I started thinking there's more to life like you know there, there really is more to life and then you know I talked with my friends talked with yourself we're quite uh for working class scratchers from Sheldon we're quite philosophical guys. I'd say. I don't know if you'd agree. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So we, we obviously talk. We always talk. We're not talking about the Kardashians or whatever the next nonsense is that's on yeah. the television. We're talking about life and yeah. deep things like what's the meaning of life? Yeah. You know, where am I going with my life? We've hit thirty you now, yeah. haven't we? And it's been it's been quite. A, we've both done a lot with our lives, haven't we? Like up to yeah, yeah. Like you, you know. Um. Again, I was saying that we have we didn't have a great deal of directions so we kind of made our own path. I think men, um, and I've said this to you many, many times, men, and I'm not talking about men, men have to go out into the world in some form, otherwise they're never going to reach their full potential. Do not stay in the small community you grew up in, nothing not I love community, but as a young man, do not stay in that community until you marry married. And accept it. You went off. On your, on your own, you were one of, it became a craze pretty much in, in the year, coming years after you'd done it. You were one of the first people, well, the first person I knew, um, that went off to Ibiza, did your own thing, made your own path. You did it multiple times. Um, you risked everything, really. Give up good jobs, plumbing and blah, blah, blah. Because you, you knew you weren't happy. You knew you wanted to adventure. Then you came back and you made a, a roaring success yourself in a short time at the place where you work. Um, but I think still for yourself in your mind, there's more for you, mm. you know. And and it's absolutely the case for me. Like I looked, I've looked at the television. I've mm. looked at you know the guys, at people around me, not family. I've got great family. Unfortunate, you know, but people around me. I'm thinking, I want to be more than this. Mm. This is
0: not. I can't. I can't envision ever getting to a point in in my life where I think that's enough. Yeah, that's it. Now I've you know that's it. Absolutely. I can't see that. I just. All in one, is just carry on, carry yeah. on, carry on, grow, keep improving, grow, groving, grow. Grow, yeah. grow, exactly.
1: Like you said, if you, once you stop moving forward, you're basically dead, yeah, yeah. You? you're only going
0: backwards. It's like if, if a business gets to a, a success and then decides not to make any improvements, yeah. it will quickly dull.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's exactly the same as a person as well. It has to
1: be continuous improvement. Yeah. And I think what what's quite interesting in, in, in kind of growing, and this is masculinity now, So, what we've got now, I come from a single parent background, but thankfully, I had uncles around me that made sure that I stayed on the path of manhood. Now you've got a society where the man has been taken out of the family. We could go into why that is. That's a whole different topic. Uh, There's an agenda behind that. But anyway, the man has been taken out of the family. So, you've got young boys growing up around just women and I love women, and, and women make a massive contribution to the, the raising of a child. However, just around women, what do women tend to do? They tend to project, protect always their constant thing is, I've got to protect themselves. Maternal, maternal instinct. Absolutely. Right. Whereas men, we're not emotion-led, not men like me and you. All these beta weaklings that are around now, emotion-led. They're women, basically, with a penis, or hmm. well, I would maybe even debate if they've got that. Um, so what happens is your young boy comes in and he's crying because someone hit him on the street, he's 13 14 years of age. If there was a father in the house, the father says, Son, I suggest you get back out there and you defend the family's honor, go and have a go back. Whereas
0: someone eats you and back twice as hard, that's all we You can
1: (laughs) amplify that to loads, basically, you know, for example. The boy, the young man, the 17-year-old boy, there's no man in the house, he goes to his job and at his job he's expected to do something that gets him out of his comfort zone. He comes home, he whinges to mummy and says, mummy, you know, they made me do this today and it really made me feel uncomfortable. A woman's natural reaction is to protect that child because they're emotion-led and they're maternal, like you say. The man in the house, if there were one, would say, son, you're only going to grow if you're in... Discomfort if you're out your comfort zone. So fucking get yourself back to work tomorrow. And as I say about it being amplified, this has been amplified across Western society now. So you've got... The man has been taken out of the household. You've got these awful role models being pushed on our young men. You, you're not teaching them about Horatio Nelson and the empire and exploration and, you know, Captain Scott going to the North Pole. You're not teaching that. You're teaching... Hip-hop pricks, slags on TV, and beta weaklings. And and that has consequences, you know. You're also pushing in the education system now. There's been such a, a change, and you, you will be able to relate to this, mate. There was none of this we were at school. And I know it's a different topic, but this whole pushing of a trans agenda, of homosexuality on children, there was none of this we were at school, no. mate. We only left school 14 years ago. The pace that it has moved... Is very alarming, and and I will come back to how this links to the to the topic mm-hmm. in a second.
0: So J- you've got just just to jump in there, we will be sitting down at some point to touch go through, thoroughly into that subject because I think it needs yep. speaking about.
1: I'm delighted to hear that. <laughs> so you've got now, and people can check this online very quick. You'll find it. You've got six year olds, six year old men, six year old boys. The boys that should be. The warriors, the defenders of the West in the future, the explorers, the, the, the ones that would put our continent and people on the map again, because we've obviously stopped, stand still, and we're going backwards, we need to go forwards. You've got them being encouraged to write homosexual love letters at six years' age, six years of age, you can check this online. What the hell is that all about? Well, I'll tell you what that's all about. Trans agenda, remove the mail, gay agenda. Terrible role models. It's about feminising Western man, making young boys into these confused weaklings. That I did a post about this the other day. I did that. um, How did I word it? It was a picture of a of a grave, a grave. I'm not sure if it was in. I think it was in Belgium. So it was it was it was World War One based, and it was a grave of a 15 year old boy who had passed Mm, in the war. Right. Um, probably you know, probably st- storming out of the trenches at the sun, and then I had a second image that was this little weakling fifteen-year-old who's holding a placard saying, "Brexit, I'm fifteen. Brexit has destroyed my future." So we have gone from in the space of let's say what was so nineteen sixteen. Yeah, hundred years. Mm. Yeah, it's hundred uh, uh, years this
0: year, isn't
1: it? No, one hundred and two. One hundred and two. Any what we twenty eighteen now uh, yeah. Yeah, so 1919 yeah.
0: 1919
1: so, end oh, of the word, 16 yeah, the sum. The sum the so thing. we'll go with the Somme because I think that I think the Somme encapsulates that kind of more than anything, more than any battle. We lost more men at the, that battle mm. than any other battle in our history and I think that battle kind of shows what we had we had duty, we had responsibility, we had you know so 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 what the point I was getting at I had the first picture. Again, it was that grave and I said basically in 100 years We've gone from Western man being the defender of their nation and folk, would give their young lives, you know, to defend their mother, you know, their their cousins, to defend everyone, to this weak, entitled entitlement, I think that's a big thing Mm -hmm. as well, weak, entitled little beta male who would sell his nation and folk down the river for free roaming data around Europe I I, I (laughs) don't think you could encapsulate any better though
0: if you really really think about what he's doing there as well he's holding up a sign basically saying we are weak
1: yeah
0: we are weak and we can't survive without Europe
1: yeah
0: whereas as you rightly just touched on a hundred years ago we defended Europe yeah and now we're being asked, or we're being told that we can't survive without them. It's embarrassing, isn't it, Gerda? It
1: really is embarrassing. And, and I think manhood has just been stripped from the whole of society, you know. Um, he's virtue signaling there, isn't he? That's, Good what, that's what he's yeah. doing, the little yeah. weakling. Yeah. So another thing I think... That that's huge at the minute, what, virtue signaling. Oh, and what, what's, that, what's the big thing that's vanished from society, mate? Truth. We live in a post-truth post post truth. society, yeah. don't we? Because people haven't balls to say uncomfortable no. truth. You know, I'm, I might hurt people's feelings on my Instagram sometimes. It's fucking tough luck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, you know, if, if someone posts something that I disagree with, I'll either just give, you know, paint lip service or I'll engage in debate. I won't start crying my eyes out and thinking, what an absolute knobhead, I'll engage in debate and maybe they'll change my mind. But most probably, I'll change theirs. Because I'm a beast of a debater. But... I think what we've got is, you know you said there about strength and uh, weakness, we've had the inversion of morals haven't we? Yeah. So, in terms of confusing Western youth, particularly Western man, to be weak is to be strong now. You know, mm-hmm. lies are truth, everything, it's all about confusing and emasculating Western man. Yeah. So everything that you were raised like you we're from the last same generation I would say and it's not to knock young people they're just a product of a very bad system it's not it's not them they're not the problem it's a system that's pushed all this on them we were raised to think men should be strong you know men should look after their mother look after their their wife you know um crying all the fucking time and all right is it mate no. you know maybe your opinions changed over the years no, no, it's no. not all right is it, no. like... You know, if women need to cry all the time, that's fine, I've I've no problems with that because mm-hmm. you know I don't understand, you know, female um biology or chemistry. If I need to cry, that's their business. I would always support her if I had a wife, I'd support her if she was crying. As long as it's not too much, I get depressed. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't get depressed. Yeah, yeah. I'd just have to ship her out because <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going I ain't getting depressed, you know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. depression's another topic, but I won't, yeah, yeah, I won't yeah. go into that. But um yeah, so like, <laughs> so you know, when we, we haven't got kids yet, mate, but, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll be very similar. When I've got a, a young boy, and he falls over, and he looks up at me, I'll go, you're all right, son, aren't you? You're all right. You're fine. Mm. I won't go, <gasps> oh, son, Jesus, are you all right? Yeah. Are you all good? Oh, God, oh, God, oh quick, God. quick, quick. Quick cry, quick. and I'll cry Look. as well. No? Yeah. What's that going to teach you, young boy? How's he ever going to be a man? Yeah. Um, I think people, mate, at you? Because we've we got a comfort masculine estate of Western man. So, men now, so we're encouraged to go down this path of comfort. Everything's comfort, comfort, comfort. You know, steer clear of the cold. Don't go out on your bicycle today. It's fucking freezing. 30 it's wet. You old. might fall off. You're 30-year-old, man. <laughs> Get out there, for Christ's sake. Um... So comfort. So, so I think adverse You, you said before we started this. You, you, made a really interesting point. You said that um, I don't think you worded it like this, but basically, we only grow through pain. Yeah, and you know, growing
0: pains. That's where the term um, comes from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: you know, you can look at that from, you know, the gym when you're benching hard. You know, deadly. Yeah. It's painful. And that's not painful, but it's uncomfortable. It? Any yeah, yeah. uncomfortable is probably a better yeah. word, isn't it? So. To grow
0: your to grow your body, to grow your you know, muscles, you have to put them under strain. Absolutely. So it's no different with your mind either.
1: Yeah, I think um yeah, so so it's so a discomfort. You need you need to be in discomfort. So 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 to talk about myself, I was not a very confident young man, particularly when I went to our school. I didn't know a soul. And I was put into various situations in the first year, year and a half of school, where kind of I just took certain things on the chin. I took certain things on the chin. I thought, I'll just ignore it. And then one day I thought, it's fucking enough. If I keep ignoring this nonsense, I'm going to be a victim for the whole of school. And you probably remember the particular fight. I won't mention names. But I was basically being bullied. And I thought to myself, I fucking had enough now. I didn't have... with, With kids now, you have the whole... It boys will go home and tell their mothers what to go, I didn't do that, I was just leaving my mum, there was no way I was putting strain on my mum's mind, dealt with it, dealt with it, dealt with it, and I thought, it's enough, I'll fight you after school, long story short, I won, and from that point on, I kind of realised, you've got to tackle things head on, like, you know, in terms of in terms of growing, you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations to grow, Fake it till you make it is probably the great phrase, and it might you know. um, There's many things I've done in my life where I've been absolutely terrified. You know, I felt very, very uncomfortable, um, but I've just hid it because I know that if you just hide it for two or three times, your body and your mind will conquer it. Yeah, what
0: you're doing is forcing it into your subconscious mind. You're telling yourself subconsciously it's not an issue. Yeah. Absolutely. And then once your subconscious mind takes over, then that's it. Yeah, it's dealt with.
1: There's there's a really interesting, um, a, a dear friend of both of ours, I won't mention the name, but he had told me about a technique that he had been using to combat certain other problems he was having, but also to kind of help him deal with uncomfortable situations. There's, there's kind of a theory that says, have cold showers, because they're uncomfortable, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> they ain't nice. But you force yourself to stand underneath that cold shower and you deal with it, because you know there's a greater good, you know, there's the obvious thing, there's fertility, there's blood flow, blah, blah, blah. However, there's a, there's an even greater good than that. You're uncom- very uncomfortable there, but you're forcing yourself to do it. So you are changing your thought process to think, I can do uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There is a reward. And therefore, you know, you will grow and grow and grow because you'll keep jumping into uncomfortable positions. Whereas, you know, people that we know, mate, you know, that that haven't grown, good people, but they haven't grown, myself and yourself, we have grown quite considerably over the last few years. Obviously not me in terms of height, I'm still five foot eight and a half, you know, which is unfortunate. Um, But we've only grown because we've learned that, haven't we, that if we keep pushing ourselves, keep getting into uncomfortable, uncharted waters, we'll grow.
0: And how have we learned that? Reading, exposing ourselves to new material, absolutely. to other of podcasts, um, audio books, YouTube, whatever it is, rather than sitting watching the East EastEnders,
1: yeah. What's going on in EastEnders anyway? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> another topic. I'll tell you. What. <laughs> so I, I think I think this is quite a this is quite a topical thing. I'm going to talk about now. Uh, maybe you know it, we could explore it further at a later date, but mm. I'm definitely going to touch on it. Yeah. Okay, so so to me, in my mind, it is only Western man that has become feminised. Black men are still alpha. Asian men are still alpha. And both those communities still encourage both sets of young men to be alpha. It is only Western man that is under assault, that is being told alpha is bad. And, and I get that there's a difference between alphas and pricks. Pricks masquerade as alphas. And bully women and like, you know, all that nonsense. Mm -hmm. Alphas are leaders and, you know, they speak the truth. And, you know, they're not... Brave. Absolutely. You know, they're not bothered about uncomfortable situations or saying uncomfortable things that might hurt feelings that might get people talked about. Anyway, so for me, it's only Western man that has been been made to be this kind of beta male. Mm -hmm. And, again, this has got lots to do with... the, the. being raised by women, right. But if you go back 20 years ago, this could be combated. So if you were 20 years, let's say 30 years ago, if you were raised just by a woman, it, society would deal with that because you had strong policing, alpha policing that would keep the discipline on that boy. You had the boys' brigade, you had the cadets, you had loads of boys' alpha societies that would foster all that manhood in our youth that was missing because that. Unfortunate young man didn't have a father at home. It's all gone. Mm. You got this feminised, beta male nonsense being pushed on the television in the media. All these societies are gone. At school, you're not playing British bulldog. You're probably I don't know painting your friends' nails. You know, and and these have consequences. So I think this is this is this goes into quite a um, as I say a topical
0: thing. So just just want to touch on something you just said think, there about the the communities. It's quite interesting that is. Yeah. Why is just Western, man? Are there, are there any examples that you can think of?
1: Okay, so, so... Okay, so... People may not be aware, but over the last 30 years, there's been an epidemic in this country, in Britain, in the uh, post-industrial northern cities mainly. Um, the cities where industries, industries left and immigrants have came in. That's, that's exactly what's happened. Uh, industry shipped to China... Third world shifting in so we've had an epidemic known as grooming and the government puts the figure on one million white English girls are foul victim to these grooming gangs that are mainly Pakistani males, but the common denominator between them all, because you had obviously had the Somalis in Bristol, is is that they all tend to adhere to a certain religion or cult, whatever you want to call it, Islam. Okay, so how this relates back to comfort masculinity in the state of Western man is that there are countless stories where fathers knew their daughter was going out to be passed around fifty you know thirty to fifty adult males, and he did nothing. He rang the police fair one, police did nothing. then he just said, What can I do, Stephen? What can I do now?' How this relates back to what has happened is this man is clearly a beta male weakling who doesn't believe in duty, doesn't believe in responsibility, okay? And he would turn a blind eye to this. This was widespread. I'll go into this more in a minute. But to give you... an Okay, so a million, up to a million white English girls, this has happened to, yeah? Mm-hmm. Most people have swept it under the carpet. Social workers, police, government, blah, blah, blah. Even your average man. Because he ain't my kid. It's not my kid. Because I don't feel a connection and a duty to their no. fellow Englishman. No or community, is so. No community, mate. Right? So, they've also known this is going on. And then condemned anyone who was alpha enough to raise the alarm. Great example being Tommy Robinson. What a brave individual. You know, we should all aspire to being like him. He raised the alarm and all these beat-em-out weaklings would condemn him because they would rather deal with the symptoms than the disease, because it's difficult to deal with the disease. They might have to be alpha for two minutes, might have to be a bit brave, whereas to condemn Tommy Robbins takes no um, bravery. It goes back to virtue Mm signaling. All the feminists will clap you along on Facebook. All the weakling Labour voters will clap you along, and good luck to them. So, how this goes back to how it is specifically Western man that has been feminized and had the masculinity stripped from him. Don't know the exact year, we're going back seven or eight years, let's say, just for argument's sake, people can look online. A young Jamaican child, she was around 12 years of age, was allegedly, I'm sure it did happen, but I I don't remember the fallout in terms of the case and blah, blah, blah. Allegedly assaulted and groomed by Pakistani men, and then sexually assaulted. Well, if anyone can remember the Lozalz riots, black men are still alpha, and here's your example. One of theirs was assaulted by the other. Black men went on the streets and absolutely tore those hours to pieces and dealt with the chip shop owner, the kebab shop owners and whoever was involved in this filth. Since that day, grooming doesn't touch the black community because one community knows to touch that community means alpha's going to happen. Whereas they know... That if they do it to white girls, Western girls, there'll be no response from the community. We have no communities largely now. They've been smashed to pieces. There'll be no response from the police or the media because Western people will just be cowed. We'll just accept it. Whereas, can you imagine, mate, just if you will, for one minute, a group of 10 English males passed around a 12-year-old Pakistani girl, right? Birmingham would burn, and every enriched city across the United Kingdom would burn. Every policeman, every head of state, and weakling councillor would be demanding that these men were hunted down, and rightly so. But when you've got the reverse, when it's a white girl being targeted silence, si- deafening silence, deafening silence, and it's not, not only-
0: even silence, but cover ups. Active cover-ups and and people proactive silence.
1: We're not. um, This is not conspiracy theory. We haven't got our Tim four hats on. This is fact. Like people can go all over the internet and see all of this. Um, And for me, this this is the outcome of of feminising our men, of smashing our communities. Of you can go into other things here. I went to university. I did a history degree. So the humanities are. Dominated by Marxist, middle class, beta male weaklings. They're the, they're the professors. My whole degree was demonising the West. Everything you can imagine. No achievements have we done, all we've done is persecute and persecute and persecute, apparently. This has a fallout. So we've talked about all the other things, but then to then push what I would what is termed white guilt or the demonisation of Western culture on our young men. So you've taken the daddy out of the scene. You've pushed trans on them. You've pushed gay on them. Bad role models. Um, preached comfort. All your TV shows are showing beta males. Now, you're demonising their culture. So you've not only made them helpless weaklings. You've atomised them now. Because they don't feel they belong to anything. All they are is individualistic weaklings. And then, you, to go back to your... your, your Podcasts you've done before about mental health. You know, you might have different opinions to me, but I never feel alone because I belong to more than just me. I belong to more than just my family. <clears throat> me personally, I'm a Christian, so I belong to a Christian community. I'm a proud Englishman, so I belong to my greater family, my English family. I'm a proud Brit. I'm a proud Brummy as as are you. Whereas these kids have had all that feminisation pushed on them and... They've had their souls atomised. They are completely alone in the Mm -hmm. world, And then you don't feel it's your duty to... like, Like people have said to me at university when I've been going on about grooming and what an absolute disgrace it is and it's my duty to open the eyes of the middle class. How is it your duty, Ryan? What's it got to do with you? I'm like, what's it got to do with you? I'm an Englishman. They're English children being raped. English children being raped by invaders. Of course it's my duty no, no, no! It's not. It's not. So, you you thought, don't even know them. <laughs>
0: Do you not? Like, Touching back what we was talking about before. In a hundred years, a hundred years ago, chances are you didn't know the bloke who was standing next to you. Yeah. Who died next to you? Yeah. On the beach. Yeah. Or in the field. Yeah. Or got shot down out of the sky. Absolutely. But you didn't know him. But they were doing it for a reason that yeah. they believed in. Yeah. It's a whole other debate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what? what the reason's were beyond the ball beyond the wall but they had that sense of belonging absolutely i doubt any of them you know were standing there thinking oh i don't really know that bloke over there so i'm, I'm going to yeah i'm going to do one yeah in that sh- such a short space of time it's completely inverted
1: yeah yeah absolutely right or you know um i'm not going to enlist cuz it's my fucking job Mm-hmm. Had nothing to do with me. Yeah. I, live, if,
0: I live in the countryside. So yeah, don't let me get bombed.
1: If the boys are dying at the sun, you know, twenty thousand in one morning. Phew, nothing to do with me, Stephen. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, that just wasn't the mindset of Western man, was it? They they knew they had duty and responsibility, mm-hmm. and and they couldn't live with themselves if they were at home or their friends. You know, mm-hmm. their mate from the factory. You know, their mate from football was off at the sun fighting. You know, they would rather go and die in the bloodshed than live at home with that shame or with yeah, that the guilt. The guilt, absolutely. Whereas now you've got. Luckily, we
0: don't have to do that now. It's God. not that extreme. No, but yeah. we should still be transferring that ethos into other parts of our life. Yeah. If you like,
1: you know, like Rotherham. We're not from Rotherham, are we? No. But I feel a duty to them poor children. Charlene Downs. Charlene Downs in Blackpool, absolutely. Um, Chris Donald. Chris Touche, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, this is quite a good example. Me and you were in Ibiza, I'm pretty sure how this is how it rolled. We were in Ibiza and the news came through um, of what had happened in Woolwich, okay? And we got back, didn't we? I'm pretty sure we flew in, slept at yours, and we went straight down to Woolwich, put a flag up, and paid our respects, didn't we? Mm hmm. Um, many people would say bloody hell did you get home there for? you know it's, it's nothing to do with you it's London yeah it's London I've, the fact that uh, Lee Rigby's had his head cut off in Woolwich you know by a uh, an adherent to that court what's it got to do with you? it's got everything to do with me mate because that's a British soldier who was was proud enough and brave enough to um. Enlisting the military to to do what he thought he was do defend us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's got everything to do with me. Again, like you say, you say we've we've Rotherham, we've Telford, we've Oxford. The grooming that's gone on, Birmingham. The lid will never blow off Birmingham because they will never allow it to because it's so incredibly widespread in Birmingham that what they would rather do is it's like. Throwing a little bit of bread to the paupers. We'll yeah. throw Rotherham. Rotherham's tiny, mate. Yeah. We'll throw Oxford, it's tiny. We'll throw Telford, tiny, tiny, tiny. Because we certainly don't want to blow the lid off Birmingham and London. Because instead of fourteen hundred girls in Rotherham, it might be thirty thousand girls in Birmingham. Um So yeah, um young people particularly like thankfully we escaped it, didn't we? We mm-hmm. escaped a lot of this, um and we've become what Western man should become. And we're going to continue to grow. You know, like, for example, with you, you, you you want to keep progressing with your job. You're doing other things outside of your work. Myself, I'm going to go off to the continent next year. I'm going to spend time in France, spend time in Germany. I'm going to learn the languages, be among the people, be among my fellow Europeans. Um, people are like, what do you want to do that for? You've got a cracking job here, right? <laughs> And indeed, I have just got, se- Just settle. Yeah, indeed, I have got a good job, and absolutely, I want a wife, and I want four or five kids, because I want, you know, I want a legacy. Um, but I'm only a thirty-year-old man. You know, I need to go and experience the world and grow, so that when I marry a woman, yeah. I bring a lot to the marriage, financially, culturally. Um,
0: you need yeah. a quest. That's what. you Oh, need. I like that. And we're <laughs> quite fond of that word, yeah. don't we? We like a
1: quest. There's, 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 there's more to life than you know, and and as I say, I'm not knocking people, mate, at all, at all. Mm. Uh, there's more to life, I think. Than but go- yeah, just just touching
0: back on the mental health one. I think it's no surprise that there is this explosion of you know depression and anxiety because people haven't got purpose now. Very true. There's, there's no direction. Yeah, very true. You've got to create your own direction now. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You've got to create your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't just sit back and allow it to happen to you you got to do things on purpose. Yeah. Your Life's got to be on purpose. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> you're the master of your own destiny. That's the bottom line. Yeah. You know, I don't know how people don't understand that. Like, um, oh, yeah. last last little thing from yeah. my time working in the factory. I worked with a good bloke. He was sound. He was about 50. His name was Jeva. He was a sound guy. On the day I was leaving, I've, I've told you this many yeah. many times but I think it's quite it's quite hard hitting and as I was leaving 6am we're still at the station makes him commence work he's drinking his cup of coffee he goes Roy yes Jeva he goes looks me in the eyes he goes I'm full of regrets son I thought good lord it's a bit you know, it's a bit strong for 6am yeah. I said what the hell do you mean Jever? he said son I look at what you're doing you're not happy you feel you can be better, so you get, you're doing it. You know, you know there's going to be sacrifice. You know, you're going to lose a 35, 40 grand a year job. But for the greater good, he said, I had so many dreams and aspirations, right? But I didn't have the bravery to jump out of my comfort zone. And, you know, inside I was Keep thinking. home that does Yeah, it? inside I was thinking, oh, that's kind of tough look Jevo, you, you know. But all I said to him was, It's not too late. You're 50, mate. Yeah. And I understand that you've got, it's different when you've got children and wife, and I understand that. It might it might be a more of a long-term thing. You might have to do a slow transition, mm. but you can still make a or transition. Or just do
0: something else as well. Absolutely. It's like another source, you know what I mean?
1: Or keep doing your job. You know, you wanted to learn a language, you can do it. Yeah, of course. You know, you wanted to travel, you can take a career break, I'm sure. You know, um, you wanted to learn how to play the piano. Go and learn and play the piano. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's... That's- it's not yeah. that hard, like, you just got to make that decision. And,
0: and while, while you've still got your health and your mobile, yeah, you know what I mean? If you're in a wheelchair, then you know, yeah. it's a different story, but while you still can get about and you've got your health, there's no excuse.
1: There's no excuse, mate. There's no excuse. And I think with me, you know, I've done lots, you've done lots. Hitting 30 was, right, I thought it's decision time now. Uh, I've recently bought a property. It's neither here nor there. I live in a nice house and blah, blah, blah. Got have sport to myself. Oh, bloody, hell, I live in a nice drum idea. I earn decent money. You've won now. That's I it. I bloody won. That's it. You've won. Well, I know that my DNA has been telling me for a long time. There's more. Mm-hmm. There's more. And and you know we have different pull factors, don't we? Like for me, I've always been pulled to continental Europe. You know, like whenever I've gone to France, I thought I need some time here. I want to learn their language. I want to be among their culture. Um, I don't plan on dying and not achieving these things. You know. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, be be thirty five with my very beautiful, perhaps Mediterranean wife because I'm quite fond of the Med look, you know. As are sixty
0: percent of other people. Exactly on your in my little poll, but we'll have to see how that's
1: going. <laughs> um, I want to be in a restaurant, you know, take her to Europe and uh, be able to converse with people mm-hmm. in different languages. And you know, look what, at me and think, I'm oh, flipping done well yeah. marrying that chap. He's, yeah. he, he he honors all his duties. He's got a cultured geezer yeah. as well. I
0: think that's another conversation we we could be having but obviously I've spent a bit of time in Europe this summer working Mm. and meeting people and the the traditional values are still there the women are very much the woman and the man is very much the man and the women love that
1: yeah (sighs) women have been sold women have been sold we'll talk about this another time but women have been sold a huge lie in the West mate Mm -hmm. they've been sold this go to slave it out at work you know, rush to work, have no children, be a cat lady, drink a bottle of wine a night, mm-hmm. is emancipation. Mm-hmm. Have a husband who gives you a beautiful home, beautiful car, holidays, protects you, affords you time to yourself in the day and time to raise your children. Oppression. Yeah. And and sadly, you know, people probably won't listen now, but it's very unfortunate these women will reach 40 and they'll think, good Lord, yeah. I was really sold a lie. Yeah. You know, um... Yeah.
0: That, that's a separate. That's like, a separate thing. <laughs> we'll yeah. have to start writing these well, down. I
1: again, think <laughs> I, I'm, you've spent time in Central Europe, or Eastern yeah, Europe, Central Europe, Central Europe. I think sanity is still in Central and Eastern Europe. Yeah. It's the Western Europe and, yeah. and the United States that where insanity has just set in. feminisation. Mm-hmm. you know. Whereas Eastern Europe, Poland, for example, Hungary, it's all about alpha, and it's all about looking after your woman and your woman to be feminine and ladylike, you know. Whereas it's not to knock my own women, some fantastic British women, are the they, mate? But mm-hmm. they have been sold a lot of lies. Yeah. So, you know. Definitely. It's one of those things.
0: So, just in conclusion then, I think we'll, we'll wrap this up now. Okay. Um, anyone listening mm-hmm. who's not happy with what they're doing doesn't see a way out, yeah. what advice would you give them?
1: Well, firstly, you're not happy with what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Realise that you are the master of your your, your destiny you, you're in control you're absolutely in control you've got to think to yourself yeah perhaps I won't be able to have Prada shoes every month or whatever or perhaps I won't be able to have a new Stoney every couple of months if I make this jump but it's a very small sacrifice for happiness and kind mm-hmm. of to feel fulfilled and feel like you've got a purposeful existence you know mm-hmm. these jobs will still be here you know Factory work, I debate whether it will. I think it's all going to be shit the ball. That's neither here nor there. These jobs where you earn 30 grand a year and it's comfortable and blah, they're always going to be here. Yeah. You know, if if in your life you've always thought, I want to spend time in Europe, get off your ass and do it. Just do it, you know what I mean? Like the Nike advert, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm selling it for them there, but yeah, just... You know, the, you're not in shackles. No. People think they're in shackles, but it's self-imposed shackles. You're not, like, you're free.
0: Mm-hmm one thing that i've realized the the greatest prison is the prison in your mind of the fear of what other people think <sighs> big time and that that's the biggest thing that people need to realize you know if you're not, if you if, if you're living to please other people then you're not living your life you're living someone else's life
1: yeah
0: and you're never going to be happy doing that absolutely ever
1: yeah like obviously the the thoughts of your family and your close friends in terms of thinking you're an honorable person that, that's important isn't it mm-hmm. but in terms of your Life route. Don't worry about what people think, you know. But don't do things that are gonna have harmful consequences no, for your children not. or your wife yeah. or you know, if you're not hurting anyone, good luck to you. Like, you yeah, know what do I mean? what you want. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just do what you want. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You yeah. know. Thanks for this. I've really enjoyed
0: this. Yeah, really good, mate, really good. I think we'll be definitely sitting down again soon. Lovely. Okay. Thanks for listening. Cheers everyone. See you next time.